This is Pathfinder, a weekly moment dedicated to seeking Jesus and building deeper faith. My name is Derek Glover, and I'm a preacher serving the Church of Christ in Monroe, Wisconsin. I invite you to open your heart, mind, and Bible and study along today as we seek to know Jesus better through God's Word. Whether you've been a lifelong Christian or are simply curious, there's room for you here and room for us to grow together. What is it that makes Jesus different? You ever ask that question? Why follow Jesus? There's a lot of things out there that you could follow. A lot of things out there you can listen to. It could be another faith, another religion, another God, another prophet. It could be just someone who gives good advice. It could be a self-help guru or one of those TV preachers. What is it that makes Jesus different? How is Jesus transformative in the world? Well, he says things that no one else says. You know, for, the, for the, the vast majority of history, we see gods and prophets and faiths that emerge and disappear and reemerge and disappear again. And we see movements and we see philosophies. And in all of these, they represent a standard um, that one must achieve or aspire to in order to be acceptable. Now, Christianity certainly has that concept certainly has that aspect because we are to be of a standard because God detests sin and the wages of sin is death and we know that we are to keep sin from our life um, and that a perfection is required because God is holy and he is sovereign. But we also know that Jesus takes our place on the cross. He dies the death to pay the debt to remove our sin, to justify us, to reconcile us, to sanctify us. He makes us right before God. That's what Jesus does. Now, already that's very different. Yes, there is a, a standard. There is something that God is looking for in us, but it's something that's achieved through Christ and that is imputed to us. Is that what makes Jesus different? I think, I think somewhat it is. It makes him different because that standard is not ours to bear, and and really, what's different than anything else in the world is that we serve a God who has a home in another realm, and that's not uncommon among most faith stories and stories about gods, but the one true God, the God we serve, Jehovah, he dwells in heaven, and he calls us to where he is. But he doesn't just call us to where he is. He reaches down and comes to us to bring us up to him. Now, that is different. Every other faith, every other religion that's ever existed where there is a God or something like a God that says, I want you to be more like me, or I want you to serve me, or I want you to work toward this standard, leaves it at that. And you either do it or you don't, if it's possible at all. But for the Christian, we serve a God that said, I want you to be like me. I want you to get where I am. I want you to be with me. Here is my standard, and then he came down in the form of his son, Christ, to bring us to that standard. Now, that's different. It's very different. Jesus himself describes <clears throat> who he is and what he's calling us to in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. I love these words. They're so beautiful because it's so different than anything else in this world. 
anything else, and I don't mean even just faith, I mean anything that we seek to achieve, anything that we point ourselves toward. If it's getting in better shape, if it's having a better job, a better career, more financial success, if it's relationships, whatever it is, we look for these guides, these solutions, these plans. Eat this and not that. Do this and don't do that. Go for this job. Get this degree. <clears throat> you know, Do this in your relationships, and everything will be better. It's always about doing more and doing more, and we burden ourselves that we pile on more and more that must be done to make our lives right. But listen to what Jesus says. And certainly our eternal soul is more consequential than any of those things. Jesus says, come to me. Just come to me. All who are weary and who are burdened. Isn't that the world? I mean, doesn't the world make you weary? Isn't this a hard place to live sometimes? I mean, goodness, we just have been through uh, more than a year, nearly a year and a half of something that is so unlike anything we've experienced before in our lives, this pandemic. We've seen sickness. We've seen death. We've seen transformations to our society. We've seen economies being, been destroyed. Are we weary? <laughs> I'd say we are. Are we burdened? Oh, yes. How many of you have a to-do list? How many of you worry? How many of you stress? How many of you struggle to, to, to leave work in the office and not bring that home with you? Oh, we're burdened. We've got so much to do and not enough time to do it. There's always something next on the list. There's always something bringing us down. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Now, if you think about how weary you are and you think about how burdened you are, now add to that being a faithful servant of God and being good enough to get into heaven. Does that feel like more of a burden to you? It does to me. Does that feel like something that would make you more weary? It certainly does me. What does Jesus say? Come unto me, who? You who have a bunch of free time and have no stress? Because those are the people that need a religion uh, of, of standard meeting. The people that need a religion of, of merit, who need a religion where they can earn their salvation, it's the people that have nothing going on. But that ain't us. We've got a life to live, and it's a hard life sometimes. And so here's Jesus. He's going to tell us what to do. He's going to tell us how we come to him and what that means. And he's going to just add on to what we're already dealing with right in this life. We're already weary. We're already burdened. And here comes Jesus telling us to come to him. My goodness, come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened. And what? I'm going to pile on? I'm going to add to it? No. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I'm going to be your respite. I'm going to be your break. I'm going to be your me time. I'm going to be your escape. Verse 29, take my yoke. Now, a yoke is a, well, if, you, if you've been around livestock or ever driven a team of livestock, you know what a yoke is. It's, it's what you lay on the backs of. Of, of these beasts of burden that would haul a, a cart or a plow or a, a carriage of some sort, a yoke, and it, it lays across their shoulders and it binds them together. It's often very heavy, by the way, as you might conclude, because he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, that doesn't sound too uh, inviting to take a yoke upon yourself, but listen how Jesus describes it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for what I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Why? 
for my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. I'm not asking too much of you, Jesus says. I'm not going to add on to what you're already doing. I'm not going to make your life harder. I'm not going to demand more of you because, frankly, there's not enough of you to be worthy of that. What I am going to do is ask you this, to simply come to me. That's all Jesus says. Come to me. And he is going to lay upon us a yoke and a burden, but it is not going to be one that is weighty, and it is not going to be one of discomfort. It is going to be one of joy, one of liberation from the stress and the pain of life. The weary and the burdened will have their loads lifted and carried by Christ. And the standard that we are called to and the thing that we are called to chase after is not running to uh, in place to try and please God, but it is being pleasing to God because we know his son. So come to him. Go to him. Embrace him. Take his burden. Take his yoke. Let him carry what is weighing you down and be transformed by the love of Jesus. That's all the time we have this week for Pathfinder. I hope you have found it to be an enjoyable and uplifting experience. Maybe something that's caused you to think about some things you hadn't before and maybe give you reason to open your Bible and get into the Word a little deeper. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me through the Monroe Church of Christ website, monroechurchofchrist.org. You'll find contact information there, as well as previous episodes of Pathfinder that you can listen to at your convenience. If you're in the Monroe area, we certainly hope you would come and get to know us in person. You can find our meeting times and location on that website uh, also, and we hope we get to meet you in the future. Until next time, I'm Derek Glover. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, and may he give you peace.